Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Snoopy and His Friends, The Royal Guardsmen, from 1967. Charles Schultz's Peanuts began as a daily newspaper comic strip on October 2nd, 1950. It was published in seven newspapers across the United States. The first Peanuts strip was four panels long and introduced the world to Charlie Brown. In the strip, Charlie walks past two other children, Patty and Shermie. Shermie says, Well, here comes old Charlie Brown. Good old Charlie Brown. Yes, sir, good old Charlie Brown. But once Charlie has passed them, Shermie adds, How I hate him. Neither Charlie nor Patty spoke in the first strip. The only character who spoke, Shermie, over time would have a dwindling role in Peanuts eventually being phased out. And the same went for Patty. This wasn't Peppermint Patty. This was a different character altogether. I'm going to stay right here because old Snoop is the only one who understands me. When the third Peanuts strip appeared in newspapers on October 4th, the world was introduced to Charlie Brown's dog, Snoopy. Schulz made Snoopy a mix of being like a real-life dog and a fantastical character, sometimes walking on his hind legs and being able to do things like use a typewriter. Snoopy also had a big imagination, having fantasy lives as a college student named Joe Cool, or being a World War I flying ace going after his rival, the Red Baron. In the December 1997 issue of the Comics Journal, Charles Schultz said of Snoopy, quote, He has to retreat into his fanciful world in order to survive. Otherwise, he leads kind of a dull, miserable life. I don't envy dogs the lives they have to live. End quote. No dogs allowed. October 10th, 1965 was the first time Snoopy appeared as the World War I flying ace. Just over a year later, it made its TV debut in the third Peanuts TV special, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. His mission is to find the Red Baron and shoot him down. Here's the World War I flying ace climbing into the cockpit of his Sopwith camel. Contact, he shouts. The Red Baron was the nickname of real-life World War I German flying ace Manfred von Richthofen. The fighter pilot was considered to be the ace of aces of World War I, credited with 80 air combat victories. And back in 1962, a couple of years before Snoopy ever fantasized about being a flying ace, a songwriter from Indianapolis named Dick Holler wrote a song about the real-life Red Baron. Holler was an airplane fanatic and wanted to write a song telling the story of the Red Baron during the war. He was inspired by Johnny Horton's 1959 number one hit, The Battle of New Orleans. In 1814 we took a little trip Along with Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi We took a little bacon and we took a little beans And we caught the bloody British in a town in New Orleans 
We fired our guns and the British kept a coming. There wasn't as many as there was a while ago. We fired once more and they began to run it. On down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. That song took the perspective of an American soldier telling the story of the battle with a light tone instead of being factual. So Dick Holler tried to copy this formula with his Red Baron song. He recorded his song, coincidentally in New Orleans, and took the song to record labels. None of them were interested. The song would sit on the shelf for three years. Then one day, Holler's producer, Phil Gernhard, saw a peanut strip with Snoopy taking on the Red Baron. And he got an idea. In a 2020 interview with Dave Paulson for The Tennessean, Dick Holler said, quote, Gerhard, my producer, got the idea. We put it together and had a group of high school and college kids from Ocala, Florida called the Royal Guardsmen, who Phil had signed to his label. They weren't doing anything except local dances. They went to the Charles Fuller Studio in Tampa, Florida, and recorded what became Snoopy vs. the Red Baron. End quote. Up in the sky, a man in a plane, Baron Von Richthofen was his name. Eighty men tried, and eighty men died, now they're buried together on the countryside. Ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty or more, the bloody red Baron was rolled up the score. Eighty men died, trying to end that spree of the bloody red Baron of Germany. All of this was written and recorded without the permission of Charles Schulz. Schulz and the United Features Syndicate, which syndicated the Peanuts strips, sued the Royal Guardsmen. Because of this, the Canadian division of Laurie Records, the Royal Guardsmen's label, would not release the single in Canada until the legal issues were resolved. So the band recorded an alternate version of the song called Squeaky vs. the Black Knight. Eventually, Schulz begrudgingly gave his permission, and the song was released and became a huge hit worldwide. The song was also the title track for the Royal Guardsman's debut album in 1967, though without Snoopy appearing on the cover. Holler went on to tell the Tennessean, quote, Schulz did not like our songs. He wouldn't even give us any artwork until we successfully had four singles and two albums. And finally, he let us use artwork and actually drew one cover for us featuring the band and Snoopy. But no, he did not like us at all. Even though we sold more records than he did from his Broadway show, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and all of those albums that Vince Guaraldi put out for the television show, we sold more records than all of those people combined. End quote. The album cover he's referring to, the band's third album, is today's subject. In 1967, Snoopy and His Friends, The Royal Guardsman, was released on Laurie Records. Good grief. The album cover features the aforementioned artwork with Snoopy and the Royal Guardsman members, Bill Ballo, John Burdett, Chris Nunley, Barry Winslow, Tom Richards, and Billy Taylor. Under the title it reads, The Story of Snoopy and the Red Baron 
in verse and song. The back cover's liner notes by Robert Schwartz read, Side one of this LP presents a drama as fanciful as any child's dream world involving all three of the Snoopy records. It uses the medium of radio when radio didn't really exist to tell the story. We did this because there is a universality and timelessness represented by Snoopy's battle against the Red Baron. The battle against evil is yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever. The album begins with the story of Snoopy versus the Red Baron. We interrupt our BBC broadcast and now switch you directly to our war correspondent in Green Sector 2, somewhere in the trenches of France. Devney Crown here, from Green Sector 2. Somewhere in the trenches of France, where in approximately 15 minutes, the Allied armies have planned an all-out offensive to push the Kaiser back to the Rhine. This story leads right into the song Snoopy vs. the Red Baron, which I've already discussed. But let me mention a few other quick things about the song. About two-thirds of the way through, this instrumental moment happens. This was a reference to the McCoys song, Hang On Sloopy. Apparently there was an earlier version of this song where the Royal Guardsmen sung the lyrics, Hang On Snoopy, Snoopy Hang On. But this was pulled before the song was released to avoid copyright issues. Snoopy vs. the Red Baron went to number one in Australia and Canada, and it peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. It was the fastest-selling single of 1966 and the first-ever million-selling record by a band from Florida. The song was such a hit that there was a demand for tour. However, since some of the band members were still in high school, they couldn't tour until Christmas break that year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Up next is the story of the Return of the Red Baron, another sketch introducing the next song, The Return of the Red Baron. This song had originally appeared on and was the title track for the Royal Guardsmen's second album, released earlier in 1967. And as you'll hear, they didn't stray far from the formula of Snoopy vs. the Red Baron. Snoopy Shouted. The German shook his fist, you could hear him swear it. Hey, watch out there, Snoopy. You're really in a mess. You thought you were through with that bloody red baron, but it looks like he's not down yet. After the story of Snoopy's Christmas, they returned to the formula once again to close outside one. This time with a Christmas theme for Snoopy's Christmas. In the song, since it's Christmas, the Red Baron decides not to shoot Snoopy down and instead forces him to land and gives him a Christmas present. 
It's a reference to the actual brief Christmas truce that happened during World War I, initiated by the British and German soldiers. Snoopy's Christmas didn't chart in America, but it's become a perennial holiday favorite. It did go to number one in Australia and New Zealand, and it's re-entered the New Zealand charts several times, most recently in 2013. The song was written by the songwriting and producing team Hugo and Luigi, best known for their work on Sam Cooke's Twistin' the Night Away and the tokens The Lion Sleeps Tonight. was the night before Christmas, 40 below, when Snoopy went up in search of his foe. Despite the Red Baron, fiercely they fought, with ice on his wings, Snoopy knew it was gone. Side 2 begins with our first non-Snoopy song, I Say Love. I Say Love was also released as a single, and it peaked at number 72 on the Billboard Hot 100. It's one of just two songs on the record actually written by some of the Royal Guardsmen. The writers here are organist Billy Taylor and singer and guitarist Barry Winslow. Ain't it kind of funny? It only took one song before we're back to wartime and Germany, though this time it doesn't actually mention Snoopy or the Red Baron. Here's Down Behind the Lines. Down behind the lines Down behind the lines Can he make it back? Can he fake it back? Or is he down, 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 down Down behind the lines Down behind the lines We continue with the theme of not actually mentioning Snoopy or the Red Baron, but staying on with the war with It's Sopwith Camel Time. The Sopwith Camel is a British World War I single-seat biplane fighter aircraft. Snoopy was known for pretending that his doghouse was his Sopwith Camel. Up next is the other song written by the Royal Guardsman, So Right, parentheses, To Be In Love. So right to be in love. 
Up next is Airplane Song, parentheses, My Airplane. The song had first appeared as the first song on the Royal Guardsman's second album, The Return of the Red Baron. It was also released as a single, peaking at number 46 on the Billboard Hot 100, and went to number 2 in New Zealand. The song was written by Boomer Castleman and Michael Martin Murphy, whose name is misspelled here. Those two have also written songs recorded by Lyle Lovett and the Monkees. The opening music of Airplane Song is also heard at the beginning of the album before the story of Snoopy versus the Red Baron. I can go for miles in my airplane Have a lot of smiles in my airplane I can go up, I can get down But I can get to you if you don't want me around in my airplane The album closes with another Christmas song. It kind of looks like Christmas. Little food with tiny hands. Little heads are making plans to take a trip to Santa Land. Kind of looks like Christmas. Everywhere I go, I see noses frozen merrily. Snoopy and his friends lasted for 11 weeks on the charts, peaking at number 46. The album is currently streaming on Spotify. While the Snoopy Association had done well for the Royal Guardsmen, they felt they were being typecast as a Snoopy band. In a 2018 interview with Jay Cridlin for the Tampa Bay Times, Billy Taylor said, quote, we were a much better band than the Snoopy songs implied, and that was sort of an issue after a while. We wanted to record bigger and better material. They'd let us record two or three things, and then never press it or promote it. End quote. And Snoopy and his friends wasn't the last of their Snoopy adventures. One year later, they released their follow-up album, Snoopy for President. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums.